Yo, what's up, everybody? We are here for another week of Nitty's Knocker Radio. It's your girl, Nitty. It's your boy, Damn Can I Live. Hey, on cue, <laughs> what you mean? <laughs> on cue, on cue for radio. We do this every Tuesday, 6.15 to 8.15 p.m. Yeah, you heard that, right, Queen of Segways? Uh, yeah, I was just going to say that was a nice transition. Yeah, you know, sometimes you got to smooth it in there. We do this every single week. Today, we have a super awesome week planned. We're going to be talking about... Who's backing Amara for our political leaders? We're also going to talk about a few things that are going on in the city of Chicago that are a little concerning and that we need to bond together and get things done for the benefit of these communities and for missing people and things like that. We're going to talk about some events that are coming up. And we have a super special call in today from Van, Van Johnson of Black Ink Chicago. He's going to be calling in to talk to us about entrepreneurship. He's opening a new business, which is this Saturday, actually, for the grand opening. And we literally are just going to have, like, a jam-packed show and talk about unicorns and stuff, because that's what we like to do here. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Brandon I always is into space. Yeah. Every time I say anything about a unicorn, he's just like, shut up, Serenity. But, you know. No. I don't know. Oh, your hat says Vans. And band coming on the show today. <laughs> Come on, what's, That's what's, another transition. No, that was terrible. <laughs> no, I think it was dope. But for now, we're going to have some fun with Marie the DJ. Make sure you guys are sending your music in via nittiesknocker.com or sending it to Marie underscore the DJ. Um, or her email is on her Instagram page. She over there freestyling and freaky with it. So let's go ahead and get freaky with a little bit more music until we come back from this music break, right? I want to fly. I like to fly. I hear you. Turn your phone off, Brandon. Dang, everybody just listening to us, huh? How about that? Today is all about the noise. So we are here. It's Tuesday. The weather is cold, 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 cold. And we got some cold, hard news for you. Some entertainment for you. Yo, so, man, Cardi B, uh, can I just announce the, the little partnership we kind of got going on with the Music Industry Report? Yeah, sure, go okay, ahead. Okay, so we've now partnered with the Music Industry Report. They will be taking our entertainment stream and putting it on their platform. So whoop, whoop. We're expanding, guys. So, Shout out. Order of business, Cardi B drops a new single called Money. I checked it out on the way here. It sounds like some more Cardi B music. It's lit though, you know. Um, I mean, it's decent. Like it's a, it's t- it's turn up. It's it's. Can Cardi we play B. a clip from it, Marie? You Do you have it? You? I can find it real quick. Yeah, find that. I want to hear it. All right, let us know when you find it. Also, Future and Juice World drops a mixtape. Well, I, I listened to that. I was super excited. I was super stoked about it when it first uh, dropped. As I listened to it, I was just like. Oh, but there are some great songs out on there like us. Uh, maybe like five or six songs I like. My favorite is uh I like Jet Lag, Jet Lag uh, Shorty, um, Really Real. That's probably my favorite type of How three many on songs there. is it total? Uh like that's a lot, like seventeen. It's like an hour, I think. Yeah, it's definitely a uh, A lot like of hour. them sound the same. Yo, and Yachty drops an album. Yeah, his album was <laughs> decent. Like he had uh some good features on there. I think my favorite song off there is uh that song with him and little baby, YSL Saint Laurent. His beat selection is Yeah, I DJ in here chiming in. I wish he would grab a mic though. Right, she always doing um, that from the sidelines. Like, yeah, but 
We got we had some good music this weekend. Juice World and Future, um, Lil Yachty, and we got a Cardi B single today. So how long do we think Lil Yachty's gonna be a good artist? I mean, do so you think he's at, like enhancing his sound? Yeah, or? most definitely. Lil Yachty came a long way from Minnesota, like, and I feel like he's embraced his own sound. and He got his own kind of his own sound. Like each album he puts oh, out yeah. is better, and it, definitely agree it's different. He got his own sound for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. He's created his own. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. definitely. So, yeah, Yachty is definitely Yachty's, he's, every time, I mean, I've met him a few times, which is cool, but he, I don't know if we're friends, you know? <laughs> it's like when you meet people and they're just like, mm, I don't care if you're here, you know? And I'm just yeah. like, man, I want you to care because I think you're a cool kid. And when I first met him, his hair was red, my hair was red, you know? So y'all had, like, a red connection? Comment. Yeah, we had a red connection. That's love, passion, all of that, you know? Yeah, and sure, I don't think he understood that, you know? Yo, shout out Juice World though. Uh, yes. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I mean, bro, he from Chicago. Is he, is he from Chicago? We gonna give him the Chicago credit? Yeah. He from Chicago. He from Chicago, you know, he making moves. He went to school That's in the right. burbs, so people try to use that again. Yeah. He was at HF. I know all y'all HF Aww. girls mad because y'all curved him because he was weird. But now he owned it. He paid. He and he worked okay. with Future. He's always wanted to work with Future. And he got a chance to work yeah, with Future. Yeah, he, he did say that. So, you know, that's like really dope just for the fact that like he did. I feel like he oh, just yeah. did the project because he was like, look, this is one of my favorite artists. I want to do it. And Future was down for it. So I think that's yeah, really. see high right now. I mean, yep. Future. Marie, did you find that song? Yeah, I got oh, Pull let's play a clip. Let's play, play a clip. As clip. much as we can before right. she starts. Blasting out some language. Oh, okay, so let's let's listen to this and then come back and talk about it. Get some big tall hills, big fat checks, big large bills. Pulling up flip like ten car wheels. Cold, cold. I give raw chills, ten different looks, and my looks all kill. I get some like mouth, I feel all grills. Heat in the car, that's wheels on wheels. I was born to flex. Diamonds on my neck. I like boarding jets. I like more than sex, but nothing in this world that I like more than checks. Money. All I really wanna see is that. I don't really hey. need to be any dumb. Hold up back, need a sub. I got pants in the coop. Mm. Bussin' out the roof. I got pants in the coop. Mm. Touch me, I'll shoot. Bow, shake it low. You get a little bag and take it to the store. Okay. You get a little cash. Check it with that. Yeah. Most definitely. Pants in the coop. Bussin' out the coop. Now I want to go to the strip club because I feel like they're all going to be in the strip club going crazy. Most definitely. I need teeth for my egg. All y'all in trouble. Bring breast knuckles to scuffle. I heard that Cardi went pop. Yeah, I did go pop. Pop. That's me busting a bubble. I'm the sign with the drip. Baby mommy with the clip. Now she's really going crazy. She's definitely going crazy on this. You can cut it. Yo, that's a little clip of Cardi B's new single called Money. So get that money, honey, for real. She definitely most definitely getting it. And I think she wants a kid. I think she wants another kid. Yo, Cardi, holla at me. Not from you. I'm working on my bands. I think she wants another kid with her baby daddy. I'm trying to get my bands up. When's he gonna propose to her? Never. Well, she says she likes checks more than anything. I like that song. I think yeah. it's definitely a bop. I mean, I, I didn't say it was bad. I just said it's another Cardi B kind of sounding song. Like, yeah. it reminded me of Moneybag. And Moneybag is probably one of my favorite songs off that album. True. Definitely. Yeah, it definitely does have, like, that same little... Moneybag, Moneybag. Yeah, got that same, like, I want to go to the strip club vibe. So, like, shout out to Cardi for do, still doing her thing. Um, And that's the hot music report for the, right now. That's it? Yeah, that's it for right now. There's nothing else? Uh, You got something else? Um, yeah, I do have a song that I like. Marie, you should find this one, too. 
It's called Soyo. It's a Spanish song, but it's like in all the commercials and stuff. And it's like really, really like catchy and really trendy. It's not hip hop, of course, but hey, it's Keep in the house. <laughs> just Keep just walked in the building. Sit down, down, get you a mic. Dang, but I yeah, it's need called an introduction like that. <laughs> you walked in doing the music was playing, though. I so. feel offended. Wait, you gotta go outside and come back <laughs> yeah, in. Go back, go back outside. Go, back go, out. go out real go quick. Go out, out. real quick. Now? Yeah, we gonna do it right now. Hurry up! <laughs> Hurry up! You're not here. Oh, it's Miss Mo Better. You better, Mo Better, Mo Better's in the house. <laughs> <laughs> Sit on down and grab a mic, hey, We girl. also stroke egos know. here, so yeah. <laughs> Probably the Nitty's Knocker show. Yeah, but no, it's this song. It's called Soyo. I heard it when I was at um, Estrella Negra, which is uh, the Black Star. It's a, a restaurant in this neighborhood. Oh, my God. Fire, fire. Mm, I'm stealing about the elotes that I just... Who it was? Like, elote tamales. You went there today? No, I went a couple days ago. Oh, okay. But they sure had elote tamales, and it was so good. And they had this song playing, so my shoulders were bopping and all of that. Hopefully... You think you can find it? Soyo? I'm trying to find it. It's called Soyo. It's like on the... No, it's not by Bad Bunny. It's S-O-Y and then Yo. It's by a Spanish artist. I can't remember their name. It's like B something or A. <laughs> I don't know what the name is. I think the name starts with the A. It's, that, yeah, that's probably it. Whatever you're trying to pronounce, I'm sure that that's it. <laughs> Spit it out. Because I, I really like this song. Every time I listen, I downloaded the entire album. Hey, I don't know what they're she saying. She did a lot of work to find this song. This song better be smacking. It's super smacking. I better get up in bachata or something. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, that's it. Oh, put it in your system. I want to hear that. I feel like I heard this in a commercial. You had me. Yeah, say. it's on all of the commercials, but I heard the whole it thing in the restaurant, and I was just like, this makes me want to shake my shoulders. Jodel like, now. You know, I get excited when I hear music that makes me dance. <laughs> no, Jim, I'm laughing at that that story you had on Instagram, G. When he was like, "There's a yodel boy, yodel." Oh, now. yeah, he wouldn't yodel. I was like, "How are you gonna sit over here and take pictures?" I got to meet guys. I met the yodel kid. What's his name? Um, gosh, Matt. Matt. What's his name? The yodel boy, Mason. Mason, the one who does the floss, and he's the yodel boy. So I got to meet him at a country event that I was working. I, I screen recorded it. It was so funny. <laughs> and he wouldn't yodel, but he yodeled. No, I didn't go up to him and say it. I just zoomed the video in. I thought in he was him. right there. But Mason Ramsey is a great little kid. He has an album out. Hey, Vaughn. He has an album out that's super dope. It's full of yodel. You talking on the mic today? <laughs> I'm just in the cut. No, just, sit at the mic. Yodel. You ready for it, Marie? I'm, I'm waiting on you. Hey, I thought we would have moved on by now. Nope, I, I still want to hear it. it oh, play it. This is called Soy Yo by the name Marie cannot pronounce. Good YouTube rips going on. I said Soy Yo. <laughs> no, the name of the person. I really like this song. It really makes my Okay. You feel it. You feel it. I feel it. Do you feel it? Yeah, I need my body coming in. 
me subí, me fui contra la corriente y también me perdí. I don't know what she's talking about. Y cuando te pegas fuerte, más profundo es el bici. Sigo bailando y escribiendo mis letras. Sigo cantando con las puertas abiertas. Atravesando por todas estas tierras. Y no hay que viajar tanto para encontrar la respuesta. No te preocupes si no. Isn't it fun? Just white dog gets better. Solo di. Soy yo. You're a hater. You can turn it off. You can cut it. <laughs> don't don't stunt. That's a great song, and it's saying only me. She's literally saying only me. Uh uh-uh. uh, only me. That's what that is. That's a very powerful song. Okay, we're gonna learn to love it. I'm gonna play it. I'm gonna play it out like I did that Ellie Golding song. Because any, anything <laughs> can happen. See me on Tuesdays. <laughs> I'm going to call you and FaceTime you every time. But that's all for music this week. I really do like the Soy Yo song, regardless of if anybody else likes the Soy Yo song. It's, it's my cup of tea. So on to uh, Chance the Rapper and Kanye West backing um, a mayoral candidate because, of course, Dirty Rom isn't running anymore. I'm so glad about that. I call him Dirty Rom. Amen. It's a dirty man. And he said he's not running anymore for mayor. He's not going to run for another term. And Amara Ania is a West Side activist. And she's made her bid for the mayor- mayoral. That's such a weird word. Mayor- mayoral. You know what's mayoral? crazy? So I got a, I got a, like a quick Opening. story. So Amar- Amar- how you say her name? Amara. 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 So I was uh, at Cinespace. I don't know if you guys know but that's like the, the movie studios that they record like all these movies at. So I was in there doing working on something, and a guy was in there editing her campaign video, and he's like, um, "Yeah, this is the new like she's trying to run for mayor. Woo, woo, this is like earlier this year," and um, he started telling me about her campaign and what she's trying to do, and I'm like, "She seems dope. Like y'all should holler at Chance." I literally said that you should holler at Chance. He's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna have my people reach out to him." And that I and this happens, you know. I need my credit, y'all. Give him his credit. I need my credit. He did that. No, but for this before she, he's like she been like she's been like in trying to run for mayor. But like I told dude, I'm like bro, how that chance? Like I'm pretty sure like he'll back her because she she was she her campaign and what she's trying to do in the community in the community. What do you know about what she's trying to do? She's trying to like bridge the gap. She's trying to bridge the gap between people our age and voting and politics and. Make us take responsibility for our city, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like sometimes as young people, we aren't held accountable for what goes on. Like, we talk a lot of stuff. We say we want this, we say we want that, but we're not really, you know, at the forefront of the fight. So, we know um, about politics. I think it's I think it's amazing to see. Somebody. Yeah, politics are, is a hard it's a hard thing to jump. Well, actually, I feel like it's a lot easier now for us to learn about politics, considering there are so many sources. But it's easy to be influenced by oh, yeah, uh, by an opinion that you don't want to know more. Yeah, and I feel like I feel like she can relate. She looks like a, she's a and she's a woman too. I feel like yeah. women are very good in leadership roles, and I feel like that would be great for Chicago. Chicago's mm-hmm. a very like so it's very dark right now. You know, and I feel like we need a, something. It different. is dark outside. You're definitely right about that. It gets dark early. No, yeah. I'm not, I wouldn't even talk about like the outs, the light, but no, I'm just no. like, you know, just in general, what's going on right now. So I feel like she's going to hold people accountable, you know. Um, and Kanye, um, he gave $73,000 to the campaign. Um, oh, that's what I was going to say. I didn't know Kanye had anything to do with endorsing her. Well, this is new. Chance endorsed her first. Okay. 
Um, I saw this maybe a couple weeks ago where Chance was, yeah, or I last week. Last yeah, week. he was speaking out, mm-hmm. you know, thanks to Brandon. You know, he's speaking out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Nitty's knocker for mayor. I'm with that, Leo. Thanks. I definitely would love to be mayor of Chicago. but I, Yo, She going to have unicorns everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah, Everybody so. gets a pet unicorn. Yeah, so she, unicorns for everyone. For Painting everything pink. Mm-hmm. Of course, we need a pink house. What? See? See? Nope. You don't have to visit. You don't have to visit, Brandon. Okay. But thank you, Leo, for having my back. I would love to be mayor. All this good energy and vibes. But, um, yeah, Kanye donated 73000 after Chance's initial uh, speaking on his backing of her. Um, I'm excited for a woman who, you know, wants to run. And um, we posed the question, do you think young people will hop on board? to help endorse because of the rappers helping her out. Do you think that this really is a push to get younger people involved? I feel like it's definitely... I, I know we're going to vote. You know, um, this is the biggest... We saw the flaws Rahm Emanuel uh, had. We saw the the cover-ups. We saw all the bad stuff and the negative stuff that Rahm did. So I feel like... And we complained about it. We went out in March, you know? So it's like, if you did all that and you don't go vote, like, I want to smack you. Like, you, you just talked all that stuff and didn't go do anything about it. So I feel like it's definitely going to bridge the gap. It's going to be a, 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 a tight race because this city is still full of um, people who want the city to be... They literally were trying to turn... A segregated city, you yeah, know? Yeah, so, they're literally um, trying to turn Illinois into a red state. Um, it's very noticeable that that's what they're trying to do, but you know nobody cares about red or blue or I don't. I just care about what's right, and I think what's right is the fact that our rappers are finally getting political. Some people say that people should stay in their lane. This is a very important part of their lane is being political because the moment Taylor Swift said get up and vote, the numbers of registered voters increased. You know what I'm saying? This is important for them to be a voice because. If we don't have anybody telling us and the people we listen to every day are the musicians, right. then I, it's okay to hear them say important things. I mean, I feel like, like it's that. important, too. Like, when you have a platform, you have millions of people following you. Like, it, I, I hate to say it, but this world is full of followers. So, like, if you have Very a following and a platform, use that for something positive. Now, I, I mean, I would want y'all to think for yourselves. Do your own research. Look into this candidate and see if she is even what you are about. Mm-hmm. But... We all need something new in this city. So I feel like if you go check out her campaign, check out her website, see what she's about, you will want to vote for her. There are some... Or if you don't, you know, just make sure you're registered to vote for someone. I mean, there are other, like, incumbents that are trying to do good things um, in the city. But uh, for Chance to, you know, out of all all of them pick her, it it speaks pretty powerful to me because I understand Chance is, like, he loves this city. We well, all love this city, you know. So for him, everybody really, thought Chance was gonna run for mayor. I mean, I don't think that would have worked out too well. Yeah, I didn't think that. That's Not why right they made now. that. Remember that TV show they made for like a moment about the mayor. Somebody, like. you remember that they made like a little show that was about a young kid running for mayor, like a like a twenty. Yeah, it was on Fox. Oh, it didn't last. Did. Yeah, it lasted for like one little season. Yeah, it was pretty season. interesting though. <laughs> I liked the show. I was like, this is cool. Yeah, Fox was like, uh-uh. the, mm-mm. oh, he up. <laughs> no, uh, is he on the other side of the wagon. No, it's just um, he says some pretty like uh, he okay. He wanted Chance to back him, right? You know what I'm saying. So when Chance didn't back him, he got on Twitter like, yeah, Chance. I think he was in the Sun Times. So almost some Chance is just a rapper. He just stay being a rapper. Oh, boy, if you wait, don't get your my wait, feelings wait, 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 wait. So you, so you wasn't it? You wasn't? 
And I know people that's in Chan's organization that do the like the open mics and all that. So you wasn't trying to go to all that. You wasn't trying to be in their face. You wasn't trying to like get back by him. So now, oh, he's just a rapper. Stay in your lane. All this stuff is nasty. You know, man. so it's well, just... <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, it, it, this is politics, though. Politics like, this is, is nasty. Yeah, like it's, this but is it's, it's all good. We don't have to talk about... Well, we're going to talk about him a little bit more. Um, I mean, call bro an op. You're not an op, dude. You just... you just He got his feelings you hurt. You put your foot in your mouth, His bro. feelings were hurt. He just needs a nice little hug. <laughs> and somebody to tell him that it's okay. But while we're telling him it's okay, we're going to listen to some music because that's also okay to do here on Eddie's Knockers. Mm-hmm. Listen to underground artists who love to send us awesome music. So let's listen to some music with Marie the DJ right here on Eddie's Knocker. Bye, y'all. Do y'all hear Marie <laughs> shooting everybody oh, club up? Okay. Marie is I'm shooting the club up. up. Shooting everybody club <laughs> She got them skills, the master blaster skills. Bra-da-da. Yes. Do y'all remember that? The, uh, the big old nut bus. Master blaster. What'd he say? The purple. Oh, yeah. The purple. Uh, the purple, purple monkeys are coming. It's going to be a big nut bus. Big old nut bus. <laughs> <laughs> what are y'all talking about? This is from like <laughs> years ago. And it's just taking y'all dope smokers to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> But you are listening to Nitty's Knocker Radio. I'm your girl Nitty. You got Brandon, aka Damn, Can I Live? There you go. Just <laughs> Keith. Hey. Ms. Mulvetta. Hey. Sounds by Marie, the hey. DJ. Hey. Marie, the DJ. Oh. <laughs> 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 snapping. See, she is really snapping. Like, <laughs> when I tell you, we about to have like 500 drops. I'm about, me and Mo are going to make them tonight. <laughs> And we're going to have all these jobs. We're going to have a lot of fun. And we got Vaughn, the G, hanging out in the studio today. What's good? He don't really want to be on the mic. He just want to sit in the chair like he on the mic. But, you know, that's okay. We ain't going to trip on you too much. Pretty soon we'll have Van calling in. He'll be calling in at 715 to talk with us more about all the cool things that he has going on with Black Ink Chicago as well as with his own personal ventures. Shouts out to him for being awesome. And I have a surprise for him that he doesn't even know about. And nobody in here but Brandon knows this surprise because I just found out this surprise from my cousin Kiosha. So shouts out Kiosha for letting me know the tea. And um, this is important because I know people don't want to hear about politics. People never, ever want to talk about the right way to go about being political and we have to figure out what channels everybody is relying on um, for their news. Nobody knows what channel they listen to, or like who? who do, where, do you, where do you find your information for like my views? Twitter, CNN, yeah, CNN Twitter. Yeah. What's another I'm one? Instagram, uh, even Instagram, at this point. Yeah. Shade room. Shade room. <laughs> <laughs> Facebook. Facebook is a biggie. Yes. Where they even hack people on Facebook. Oh, somebody said, hey, cousin. Who's that? Hey, Josh. My little cousin makes music. I'm waiting for him to send me some music so he can play it on the show. Thanks for tuning in. I love you. But um, basically, the midterm elections are coming up. 
Some people might have received letters in the mail about early registration or being able to vote by mail and different things like that. It comes in a very special piece of paper, guys. It's not one of them little thin pieces that you throw away. It's the thin piece that you open. If we don't open these things and read what's going on inside of them, guess what happens? We end up losing schools. We end up losing mental health clinics. We end up in debt. We end up with the highest taxes in the country. And we end up with Donald Trump for president. Mm-hmm. You see how that all adds up? It's, it's not a good good addition. It, what is it? Um, a formula? Or what's it called in math? I forgot how Equation. to do it. Equation. <laughs> <laughs> Every, I'm sorry. Miss Chahabra, she ruined me. I'm like, what's it called when you add numbers? Equation. <laughs> Equation. Yeah. But, I need to go to Young. That's crazy. <laughs> Yeah. That, don't 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 do that to me. <laughs> don't do that to me. But um why do you think everybody relies on social media versus like using their own What you mean? Resources? Okay, so like I feel like social media is a way more accurate way to get news because people, everybody has a cell phone. Everybody's recording, everybody's uploading. CNN, Fox mm-hmm. News gives you their narrative, the narrative that they want you to have. So like you'll see something happen, um it'll hit CNN. You'll get on Twitter, you see all these videos from the people that are there with the with the story. You know, yeah, like you like literally like CNN or will put something up even on Twitter, and then within that thread you'll see that actual videos of what's going on. So like right. I, I, rely, yeah. I the first thing I do check is Twitter, like because Twitter breaks the news, and then people who are there like all around the world, wherever the news is being broken, people uploading and sharing. That's why. Everything has come to the forefront, like this whole. So, I mean, I don't think the problem is necessarily the source of where it's coming from. It's just the way it's relayed. Yeah, yeah, cause, that's uh, true. That's true. But I just feel like social media has a way of making it another way too. They have a way of conveying their own story too. I don't know. It's I problematic. Like I feel like in in both instances, because like I feel like with social media, people are getting like fed their opinions. Like they're mm-hmm. not like. You know, I'm not on social media and looking at like Amara uh, and and looking at every you know her background, like what she's been endorsing like throughout her act, you know her activism career, and then being like, okay, like based on everything that she is, this is my view of her. This is how I feel about her and her campaign. Now I'm gonna go like I feel like a lot of people don't do that, like which and, and that's what people bank on. Like a lot of these companies, like when they say, for instance, if you want to represent a, a company or you want them to endorse you or whatever. Fubu, oh, I'm waiting many, on you. How many followers do you have? They want to know how many people that you, can you impact in, in one time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's and that's what it is. Like if you have enough, if you if you look good enough, you got enough followers, people are going to follow you whether you want them to or not. And like what you just said, it could be something just as important as politics, like endorsing somebody for mayor. It's so a it lot. It is of, good that it's good and it's bad because a lot of people. Like, we, we endorsed the whole Amara thing. We endorsed Chance for endorsing Amara. But, like, people going to listen to us and be like, oh, yeah, let's go vote for her. They're not even going to go do their own research and say, hey. But yeah, isn't that, is I mean, problem. that yeah, is that a problem. Influence. Okay, let's look at that the the, the better side of it, though. Because, yes, it is a problem, right? Yes. This is the same thing they say about people who make music all the time. They're like, oh, they're telling people to do this and they're just doing it. Mm-hmm. If you are telling, if you're the the mind, you got the mind to know better, right? Chance has the mind to know better. He's endorsing a person that he really believes will do really good things for our city. If people, Taylor Swift is telling people not to vote for Donald Trump because she feels like he's not doing good things for our country. 
and people are listening to them. Yes, it's problematic that people cannot think for themselves. But at the same time, that's what these celebrities, they're finally understanding, okay, I have a big platform to say something that could really help my country be a better place. So it's like definitely problematic that people are just lazy. But that's the world we live in now. We live in a very lazy Right. And people want to be people want to be validated. So like, if you are supporting something, and say and like, oh, it looks cool because Nitty's supporting it. Let me support it as well. Like, people okay. look for validation in like yeah. the, the weirdest ways. But it's that's where we at now, you know. And I also think that it's a thing of people trust Chance. Like, Ch- mm. Chance has been making a lot of major moves. I mean, I don't even think I think that he'll get a lot of like following from the younger generation, but the older generation as well because. Let's think about it. She's a younger, she's a younger lady. She's you know with the millennials. Like, will they be willing to you know go ahead and say you know okay, she seems like a great candidate and not see her for her age and see her you know as you not not being capable and doing that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean at this point we have Donald Trump in office, so I feel like mm-hmm. at this point anyone is capable of being in some kind of office in politics. It's, it, it, but think about who all voted for Trump. These were older people. They weren't us. Yeah, which we is why it's saying, important. oh, our vote doesn't count and we didn't do anything. That's and that's so. why, because we've let people convince us that they don't mean anything. You right. know what I'm saying? Like there, mm-hmm. and then our our parents and our grandparents, all of these people think, oh, no, like it's no point in voting because our votes don't do anything. The, and that's the, a mindset of a bunch of people saying that. So, of course, your vote don't mean nothing because you're not being a part of the big decision. Yeah. If you just change the narrative and actually go and vote and say, actually, I don't care if my vote not going to do anything. I'm still going to put one in there. You never know what could come from that. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I'm okay with, like, all these platforms being utilized for the the good of political push. Yeah. We cannot... It's like us getting... We can't get upset with people for being who they've always been, who... And we as people are just consumers of whatever. So if somebody's giving you knowledge and you're consuming that knowledge however you get it, if it's finally some good stuff getting told to them or good information or good knowledge and things like that, go crazy. At least they know now, okay, I'm going to... They're like zombies. People are zombies. They're like, oh, go this way to the I think it's important, too, that you also acknowledge the people who don't necessarily agree with you. Um, It's been times where, like, I'll see something... A topic being talked about, and I necessarily won't speak on it because majority of the people don't agree with what I'm thinking about. So I don't even want. I'm not about to down that hill on social media. I'm just yeah. gonna leave it alone and just <laughs> right. Then you become the source yeah. of everybody's right. You know, but <laughs> trolling. It's, for it, the it's day. funny because we always say I'm an individual. I'm a free thinker. I'm a. But when someone goes out of the norm and thinks outside of the box, oh, you you just different. You a coon. You. No, yeah, he, somebody nice. else is. He's, you're using your own thought process, and I feel like we, like the last five or six years, we've been so conditioned to just follow that. Now it's like when somebody is outside of the lines, it's like, bro, what you doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What you doing? That's that's my biggest fear. I just think of late, like we've been taught to think as a crowd, and so, uh, like I think what Chance and Kanye are doing is great because I I didn't know about Amara honestly until I read stories about her getting endorsed by Chance and Kanye. So, like, them bringing that shine to her and introducing her to, like, a a larger crowd is absolutely great. I just want people to be careful to not, like, all right, Chance said go vote for her. So, like, that's who I'm voting for. I'm not about to look at no more candidates. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to do no more research. Like, that part Well, a word from from Squad, because we got to get back to some music. A word from 
us is do your research mm-hmm. when it comes to politics and starting with your neighborhood. Start there first. That's the easiest way to do it is find out who your local like neighborhood officials are, your aldermen and things like that, and then grow into the next level and the next level. Just give yourself a chance. Just like we can sit on the internet on our phone scrolling all day, use that time to scroll and find out who is running your city first. Because once you are able to put your city in a good place, then you'll be able to put your state in a good place. Once the state's in a good place, you'll understand how to make your country a better place and actually make it great again, not by the words of our beloved president. And I say that with not so much love. Mm-hmm. And Sorry. I love everybody. <laughs> so, you know, that's hard for me to say. You said I don't really love Donald Trump, but you know, well, it is what it she. is. But beyond that, we're going to go and have fun and listen to some music right here on Nitty Snacker. We are live. We are live right here with Van. How you doing, Van? What's going on? How you doing? Welcome to Nitty's Knocker. It's so good to hear your voice, to have you on, on the phone with us. Do you know anything about how we're going to give you a 60-second freestyle to tell us who you are real quick? <laughs> are you kidding me? Nope, not at all. Surprise, surprise. Big surprise. Oh, it is what it is. Okay, it is so it is. our <laughs> DJ, Marie the DJ, is going to pick a, pick a song for you. So once she gets that song ready for you, you know, you got a few seconds right now to prep what you're going to say. You ready, Marie? Yeah. All right, play it. Mm. All right, you hear that? Yeah. He said, yeah, he's going to drop some <laughs> hot 16 on us real quick. <laughs> Hey. High 16, I ain't behind bars, uh I'm amongst the stars, nine max stars, uh I'm real crunk, and I'm getting drunk I'm on the phone, finna get stunk There's no stunk over here, we ain't getting stuck Hey, hey. No stunk, can I curse on here? Maybe not <laughs> I get stuck as hell <laughs> and I'll be with that. I'm tired of niggas getting shot. Chicago holds y'all head. Cause y'all laying in a grave and acting like it's bed. Oh. And I don't come from bed bugs because I'm getting scud. I'm an OG <laughs> out here, plenty respect. And I smack niggas across the neck. Hey, for smack them, smack <laughs> Bars. All right, bars. You can cut that. Thanks, Marie. He said, "Oh, he said he don't mess with the thoughts." That's the safest bet. That's, that is the safest bet. Welcome to the show. Thank you for jumping right into that freestyle. It was a lot of fun, and it is a party. You have a big party coming up this Saturday for the grand opening of your new tattoo shop. Give us a little more insight on that. Yeah, well, uh, me and my business partner. Um, his name is D. Partnered up years and years ago to, um, you know, he brought me into his business or whatever. He taught me how to do tattoos. So I really came into the tattoo business, not ever working for anyone, and just started working with him, worked into our, into our own shops or whatever. And we always had a collective booth rent where we always put our own money up. So that was just the start of me being an entrepreneur in the very, very beginning. And you know, we parted ways throughout some things that happened in our, in our, in our tattoo shop. We moved to um, Lacuna Lost, where we currently are. And um, 
we have to kind of like resurface and we and refocus and get back on track um, from some stuff that some other guys had did in our tattoo shop that, you know what I'm saying, prohibited us from actually being in the building again. So, of course, everybody knows that I'm with Black King Chicago on 9 Mag or whatever, but that was an addition to what I was actually doing and what I was working on because it was always cold as ice from the very, very beginning. And now we're just reopening that business and resurfacing and, and, and getting back, you know, the infrastructure of where I actually started from, where I became, you know, some, where I really became a tattoo artist from. Okay, and cold as ice. What what inspired that name? Uh, well, honestly, he came up with the name Cold as Ice. He was just like, man, like he 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 been tattooing for like twenty years. You know what I'm saying? Now, so that's a, that is that's a, that's a very classic name. I like that because I think I'm cold as ice. I think I'm cold as ice too. See, you know what look. I'm saying? Like, I, well, I know I'm cold as ice nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a surprise for you that you probably aren't ready for. Okay, um, I like surprises, <laughs> but if I ain't ready for it, then okay, what is it? <laughs> um, is your mom's name Sharon? That, that's correct. <laughs> that's your, correct. Do you have yeah. cousins named Emma and Nisi or you know, Sasha, Danielle? Yes, yes, I do. Well, are, guess, you, guess, are you telling me some family to me? Yeah, we're cousins. Really? I found out today. <laughs> really? Uh, that's That's... That's that's like deep rooted right there. Like yeah, that's, super deep you gave rooted. Me, you gave me shivers, man. You gave me some shivers right there. Oh wait, how did I give you siblings? That means that I've seen you and not really seen you. Shivers. Oh shivers. Well, you may I have. You, said yeah, you gave me like you gave me shivers. I like, thought you said seriously. siblings. Like, I was like, how did I say your siblings? No, I said, <laughs> right, <next one. laughs> but that no. Yeah, you know, I found that out today, and, you know, my cousin, Kiosha was like, Serenity, you know, that's your cousin. And I was like, oh, snap, I'm definitely going to say that on air. But... Well, how, if we know you can talk about cousins, are we like, you know, first, second, third? I think what, what, we what, might what, what be... I, okay, so Sharon is cousins with, like, my older cousin. So, we're like... Okay, so we might be third cousins. Yeah, but we could call it first cousins. <laughs> All right, cool. First cousins it is. But um, <laughs> we know a little bit about your rehab program, basically. It's like a second chance program for ex-convicts, correct? Yeah, definitely it is. Okay. So, um, yeah, just a little insight. Really, on- you know, I, I mean, I just want to, like, uh, to create an atmosphere where, is, uh, you know, everybody's looking for a second chance, especially if you are an artist and you just come out of, a, you know, a penitentiary or you just come out of somewhere where you needed to have another outlook on life because sometimes when you get out you're just like so confused you got to go through so many programs to kind of get back reconstructed into the person who you really want to be but our job and our you know our position that we, we're offering is not like that it's pretty much if you got some own things if you got some some positive things going on for yourself and you're doing it for you and your entrepreneur in your own way in your own business you can become a complete boss on your own right then and there when you come into our business you know so that's the way that um you know when i when i came home i still had my talent you know i went through my in my trials and tribulations i had to come home i had to serve parole but i came out still you know with the will to actually do tattoos and in my mind i was still a boss right so I am creating that type of atmosphere within, you know, our tattoo shop at Code as Ice, and I'm offering second chances to people who really have the the the, the creative 
the creative juices that flow that actually get, uh, make our shop better. Because I have some artists up there that's actually great artists and been tattooing for a long time, and these guys give us the inspiration to keep moving forward. Because I've I've gotten sidetracked, you know, what I'm saying due to filming and everything else that I have going on. Mm-hmm. But I have a team up there that's so strong that keeps the business pumping and keeps the business booming. And mm-hmm. these guys are, you know, just you know, so I'm not going to mention any names or anything, but some of these guys are just coming home from from spending some years in prison. But these guys are keeping our business pumping and keeping, you know, keeping, the, you know, the business there. So I'm happy with them. Yo, Van, that's real commendable, man. It's like offering second chances to black men who are in that were incarcerated. Because, you know, sometimes it's hard to get that second chance to uh, really show who you want to be. But that's real commendable, bro, that you actually giving people a second chance. And a lot of these guys, they, they learn skill sets in prison. You know what I'm saying? And they want yeah. to come out and work, but they can't get any work. So, like. That's a big stepping stone for people who, you know, are coming out and looking for work or, you know, looking for some resources to get work. So, uh, hats off to you, man, with that. I appreciate that, man. And it's also it's also a lot of guys, you know, that's in, in the prison system that's really extremely talented, you know what I'm saying, and just never had that break. So... I'm just happy to be in a position to get to you know what I'm saying to, to to come from that. I'm not I'm not speaking in terms of not being able to live it because I've lived it already. You know what I'm saying? I've been and I can you know a lot of people come in in prison systems they have never even spent a day in jail, but I can I can live that certain type of um, you know situation with these guys and, and go through the uh, the emotional strain that these people have dealt with, and I can actually feel what they feel. So that's just that's a whole different feeling to be able to actually live it in a, in a business real standpoint and to be able to give these guys the opportunity. So I appreciate you even understanding that, that standpoint because it's very, very serious. Yeah, even with um, – and it kind of makes sense with your position in Black Ink, you know, originally being known as a very hostile person and, you know, people not really giving you a chance or not taking the time to really understand you because when you're on television – it gives you only so much, you know, you literally only see what they let you see on television. So it's like a a second chance for you, you know, as well as a second chance for, you know, inmates and put, just putting it into the same boat, you know, everybody deserves a chance to really show their true self and, um, you know, beyond the BS. Well, it's still a fight though. You understand? Like these platforms that you guys are doing right now is great platforms to put, you know, artists like myself or, or celebrities or what have you to get on, on the show to talk about what they actually truly have going on in life versus being on the show. Mm-hmm. Because the show is only going to show you certain, you know, particular situations that can make the, their ratings go up. You understand? So if you don't, if you know, if you're not there for, you know, the behind the scenes and on set and going through the production process, you will never know exactly what goes on besides you watching forty five minutes to an hour to a show mm-hmm. that's gonna show seven or, or ten different characteristics. So I understand what the show does, but these platforms that you guys have to be able to give me the uh the uh, the, the option to, you know, raise awareness and let mm-hmm. these guys know how the shit goes, then it's like, okay. Now I'm in a position to let you know exactly who I am as a man, as a fan. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't I don't get to let you know how Van is and who who Van is on on the uh, television show. But right. on air, I get a chance to do that. Most definitely. You definitely let us know you don't mess with thoughts. Me neither, because <laughs> we don't do that. No, not at all. Not we don't, not at all. We don't do that. Try to keep, <laughs> real, try real, to keep that away from me. Real ninja question, though, right here. You know, um, 
I have this thing about unicorns that really make me happy. How how do you okay. feel about unicorns? Have you ever like really thought about what a unicorn means to you? I haven't thought about unicorns. Unicorns <laughs> are kind of weird to me, to be honest with you. The horse with a big um, thing on on tip of his head. You know, yes. what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you ever tattooed a unicorn? Uh, I did tattoo a unicorn. I tattooed a unicorn on his woman's thigh um, about about six years ago, man. Colorful unicorn. Unicorns are just like really, really weird to me, man. <laughs> they give me a weird vibe. I think that's me. Exactly. I think I'm a weirdo. <laughs> and that's crazy. I was looking at Lisa Frank pictures of unicorns, and I was like, I would love a thigh tattoo like that. So whoever you tatted before, she's a, she's a queen. Just so you know. But oh uh, yeah. Um, what do you see, where do you see the tattoo shop going at this point? Because it's definitely, um, a, the fact that it has such a big rehab position, you know, where do you see this going in the next five years? Um, which tattoo shop are you, are you speaking of? Your Cold as Ice. We're talking about Cold as Ice. We're talking about Van right now. We're talking about Van. Uh, well, I don't think that the shop is in, in well, you know, you, you guys are, it's like a few, a few days away from the um, from the grand opening. So when you come in, you can have a different, you know what I'm saying, perception or perspective about what we do and how we do it. We have, we're fully staffed. It's a fully functioning business. And it's um, it's definitely not in a rehab stage. It's a fully functioning shop. It's beautiful. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's just something that's outside of television that the TV world doesn't see. And that's fine with me. You know what I'm saying? One, right. Because this is the real life that we live in. You know what I'm saying? There's so mm-hmm. much negative things goes on in Chicago. So if I can put this, I can implement this right here, what we film at on the second, I mean, on the first floor is what we film. But if I can put this business on the third floor of the building mm-hmm. and I can let people know on my platform, which hundreds of thousands of people follow me, where I am, then I'll be successful. And everybody that come with me or up under me, then I can help them grow and help their platform grow. So I don't look at this as being a, a stage that I have to rebuild and, re- and regrow because Cold as Ice has been something that's been going on from the very forefront before right. Nine Magnum started. Right. So and how do that's you... That's my root. That's just helping grow me. So what, what is one thing that you can take from, you know, being on television, television and having your life exposed so much? What's one thing you can say to people who aspire to have a life like that? Um, I would say that this is a, a business, you know, first. And everything that you see on television, you know, may not be perceived from what you want to see it as. But if you can be real within yourself, people will respect you from miles and miles and miles away. It don't matter how, you know, they perceive you at first. You can be a cheater. You can be a dog. You can be anything on television. But the main thing to be is yourself. You know, and if you're a natural good person, if you're, you know, if that's how, you know, you feel about yourself and that's what you exude, then that's what the way that people would perceive you as. You know, like, I don't care how the production does or, you know, anything like that because we go through an extreme amount of producing on the show and edit. But who you are and the way you play who you are on television, there's not, essentially, essentially you're, not, you're not playing a character. You're playing who you actually are. So be who you are, be yourself, and let that bleed through the television screen, and the people will naturally gravitate towards who you are naturally. Now, if you're a likable person, they're going to like you. 
And if you're a person that, you know, they don't like or people don't like in the real world, then they're not going to let you, they're not going to like you on television. Mm-hmm. So it was a scene, it was seasons that I went through and it had to be called certain type of names. But as you elevate and as you grow in life and as you grow on that television screen, just know that it's a business. You're working for a production company. Right. Just do your job. Do your job and continue to just, just to be true to yourself and then you'll, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. Dope. What's one thing, because I know you got to get back to filming and everything. What's one thing that you could leave with everyone as a quote of, you know, because we like to do a quote of the week here on the show. So if you could leave us with a quote that gets you by every day, like whatever you wake up with or go to sleep with or something like that, that would be awesome. Um, I can leave you guys with this. Just It's going into life every day. It's going to be a ledge that you have to follow. If you tip over that ledge, then ultimately that you may fall. It's hard to get back up from that ledge. That ledge is knowing. Like, know the ledge. That's your knowledge. Mm. Have the knowledge to know where you are in life. And if you push yourself too far, you may tip over. But if you push yourself just at the right amount of space, timing, and life, then you can be very, very successful. There's no one ledge, and you have to have knowledge to know that. I can leave you with that. Nice. That's what's up. Well, I can't wait to uh, get an official face-to-face with you on Saturday. Uh, definitely will be at the grand opening of the tattoo shop. Um, it's very awesome to see you really, like, growing into a superstar. And I'm super stoked that we can talk about family things together. <laughs> like, wow, that's so cool. Oh, yeah, most definitely. That's crazy. <laughs> I didn't know you. I did not know that I was going to get a phone call today telling that I have lost a, I mean, I, have, I met a long-lost member of the family. But it's, it's, it's an honor. And um, obviously you're doing great things with your life. And I will look forward to you know, doing some more talking with you and, and we can make some things happen for our city, man. This is Chicago. It's, it's not glorified as in, in the right way mm-hmm. all the time. Very but true. when it is, we have to, you know, we have to stick together. And we have to do what we need to do to, to make our city flourish. Yes, most definitely. You got to be the weird one. You got to be the unicorn. Because if you're not different and weird, they're not going to pay attention. But when they do pay attention, they'll realize that it's very important to see the growth. <laughs> 100% I agree with you Yeah but thank you so much Van um, Have a great rest of your day Thanks for calling in today And until we talk again Peace, love and happiness Thank you and I definitely see you Saturday I see you Saturday too bro right Yep I bet I'm like is he even there I ain't heard him in a minute but Yeah, oh, man, I'm listening, man. Man, yeah we, listening, we're gonna man. try to get the whole team in there To, to show some love if possible So it'll be okay, dope cool. to be there Yeah Okay. Perfect. I'll see you guys Saturday. All righty. Bye. Oh, come with a co- come with a costume on too. Oh, right? I'll, I'll I'll be a unicorn. It's already <laughs> it's a given. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Peace out, man. Bye. So that was Van. Why don't you say it in the microphone? Brandon, that was a great interview. That was a great that was, interview. That like was good. that was. That's probably not top five. Five to both of y'all. Oh, that's a high five. I'm like, why are you raising your hands? (laughs) (laughs) But yes, um, he has a grand opening coming up this this Saturday, Um, and it's an all day thing. Twelve to six is the tattoo part, and then six to twelve is the costume party. Okay. So you know, 
I get off work at 2 o'clock, so I'm definitely popping in real quick to just have some fun, eat some food, and have. And then after that, you know, and I'll be. And there's a free, I'm sorry, there's a free tattoo for best costume. Yeah, I might not win this time because unicorns are pretty, like, normal, but, you know. It's okay. Somebody will win. And speaking of uh, winners, we're going to have uh, Brandon talk about some events this week and for the unicorn gospel this week i'm just going to announce who will be hanging out with marie the dj and i this thursday at slr so what's happening this week brandon uh pretty much our events uh we got mm-hmm. the thing on thursday with el hit el hitter um hitler, hitler. uh i always have trouble saying that guy's <laughs> name but no uh squatting them trying to know with el hitler and yeah everything else is Next week for Halloween, um, I hope you guys RSVP for uh, Possessive P's Halloween party. She actually just told me that RSV's, RSVP is closed, so you can pull up $10, but you won't get a free drink. So, yeah. But And then we have Nitty's Don't Heart Up, I'm Next showcase. Mark your calendars November 17th um, is the day for that. It's going to be lit. Some great live performances. From <coughs> Von the G. Von the G. Hey. Uh, Keith. <laughs> Hey, Audrey <coughs> Valentine. Keith. Hey, Audrey. Uh, <coughs> tribe's very own Boo Man. Canelli. Canelli, Canelli. Canelli. And we have a host of other people performing. Oh, oh yeah. And it's sponsored by Remy. So, oh, uh, yeah. Hosted Remy Bar. Hosted yeah. Nando's Chicken. And Nando. So, like, I, we got chicken and we got oh, Remy. I don't know why yeah. you wouldn't be there. You know what I'm saying? So, and Envion Studios will be in the house as well. He will be having his booth set up, selling some of his merch. So if select you're not there, few. you know, yeah, we got select a few. We have a few other people interested in vending. We're still looking for vendors. If anybody's interested in vending, we still have slots open. It's a very, very affordable vend price. We are expecting a pretty good turnout. And the competition is important. It's important for everybody to compete and vote for our winner because... We need to give somebody their shot. You know, everybody deserves a chance to grow and work with some of the best in the city. And Envion Studios is one of the best studios to get a session from, you know. So, and we have media runs. You're going to get a media run. You get an interview here on Nitty's Knocker. You get an interview from Leo at UIC Radio. Um, Bree Specific is going to be helping me set some more interviews up. Shanika Speaks said that she's willing to do some type of interview coverage. So, it's a lot of people who are really here to help artists grow and this is just a way for us to give back and and just you know give some exposure to people you've never heard of and i think it'll be fun so as far as this thursday goes the winners of the competition because honestly what's wrong with y'all y'all don't send me good news enough but it's okay because the two people who did are coming with me and marie to perform for l hitler at slr and the winners are jim blanca and Jenny, and Jenny, 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 give me 50. We're going to have a great showcase. We're going to have so much fun performing. Shouts out to AK, the DJ, Marie, I'm the DJ. i Jenny we'll live, be... though. No, she'll be live. It's, she's performing a song live for us. We're letting her perform a couple of songs. We're going to let Jim Blanca perform a couple of songs on our little special set that was given to us by AK, the DJ. We're going to have a really good time. SLR. Look on the page, my Instagram page. You'll see it there. And congrats to the people who actually sent me some good news. You know, because you see how easy it was? See what your good news got you. Good news they came to, come to back win, sometimes. to fly. <laughs> to conquer. 
Yes, Yay. feeling it. Yeah. All right, move on now. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> we're just gonna go into some music from seven t- from now for about ten minutes or so. When we come back, we're gonna talk about where we were mentally when we were eight years old and how that determines who we are right now. Mm, right eight. here on Nitty Snocker, we are back. We've had a jam-packed show so far. Shout out once again to my cousin. Hey, cousin. I'm going to all the barbecues. We've probably been at the same barbecues and didn't even realize it. That's crazy. And you just found that out today. Yeah, my one of my cousins was like, yeah, that's your... I put the flyer up and she was like, you know that's your cousin or you know you're related. What? I'm like, girl, spill the tea. So she sent me a text. She all was right. like, she was like, tell him about Nisi and Bubba. I'm like, what? Like, like cousin Nisi who have all the lit he parties. Was all like, yeah. He was right. He was like, like, what you yeah. about to say about my family? That <laughs> day, my family too, bro. We all family. <laughs> but lost cousins. <laughs> um, I want us to talk about um a place we were at the age of eight. Where? Let's start with you, Keith. What? Where? What were your thoughts? What were you doing at that that age that made you happy? That made you know, or what was going on at that age for you? I'm asking Keith first. Oh, you was asking me. Yeah, I was wondering why Mo was looking at me. I'm looking uh, at him like, man. Okay, so what what was that? Third grade? Like third grade, yeah. Okay. Um, third grade, man. I was going to William Penn out west. My mom's a teacher, and I was going to her school. I went in her class, but I was in her school. And you know, I think I wanted to be some lame, like a uh, like a, f- a fireman or something. Not to say that that's lame, but that's cool. Yeah, I wanted to be a fireman. Mm-hmm. Um, like, what did you do a lot when you were that age? Like, what was something that you enjoyed the most? You know what? Uh, not to get too deep, get, but like get deep. My mom's had like left my father at uh, it was before eight, but so she was leaving him, and my father was, uh, you know, like she had to like hide from my father type of deal, like, uh, and so we couldn't like me and my sister couldn't really be like outside mm-hmm. certain times because like we didn't want like my father to like drive past and see us mm-hmm. and so like at that point it was very like a very um like scary overprotective type of time like it was like don't be outside too much because you don't want your pop to see and come past and you know something crazy happening or you know he know where you live at now and so i spent a lot of time like in the crib like watching tv uh and just like eating eating my ass off for real then I gained a lot of weight um Mo where were you at at eight what were you doing the most eight I was still living at my grandma's house in the hundreds on the 118th and Stewart I was going to West Pullman um I can remember just fun I remember riding bikes I remember playing it I remember all of us getting together and walking to the corner store and getting penny candy and fruities and all of that. Um, I remember block parties. I remember, I don't know, them were the days. And then right after that, I moved to the Burbs. So that was a rough time for me. I just felt like the world was over. 
It was so boring out in the suburbs. So for you, eight years old was fun. You yeah, it had was a fun, lot of fun. But as soon as I made, as soon as nine came, it was like, uh, this is not fun. Okay. What about you, Brandon? Uh, eight. Uh, it was terrible. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, was I was living with my aunt. And like she was crazy, and like I failed third grade because I had a lot going on at home. It, it wasn't because I was I wasn't smart. Like y'all know I'm smart, but I just didn't want to do the work. I didn't want to be in the classroom, so I was like, I was a bad kid. I was taking my shoes off, throwing. I was getting suspended like every other day. Like I was bad. Mm. So um, yeah. So I mean, I don't know. And I I was an angry little eight year old kid. That's what I wanted to hear. What was that emotion? What were the emotions that were running through you at eight? Uh, I wanted my mom. Mm. But, like, my aunt wasn't my mom. And I knew my, my my mom, like, she couldn't take care of us, so they took us away. But I had lived with my mom already, you know. So I'm living with this mean lady, you know what I'm saying? Like, she makes us go to church every day. You know what I'm saying? I just, it wasn't mm. me, you know. I, I didn't feel like I was, like, I don't know. I think I was oppressed too. Like I, it was, I was a lot going on. Like when I was eight, and yeah, man. Well, what I learned about being eight, and it's crazy. My mom posed the question in our family group chat uh, about four days ago, and we were all like, "I don't know. We were in Barrel of Monkeys. It was a program at school, or I don't know. I wanted to be that so Raven. I wanted to be an actress, you know. Like, and when I had my therapy session today." we got to a point of channeling reasons why um, or the deeper part of serenity that hasn't really developed due to me not ever really me due to me suppressing a feeling from 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 childhood okay so i suppressed for a long time i mean i used to cry about it a lot about uh, my relationship with my father you know it was something i cried about all the time but then as I got older, it was like, you know, it's okay. It's okay. It's fine. It's okay. And I tried to really identify with a part of myself or not. I tried to not identify with something that I longed for, right? Was to have that with me at all times and be the number one person in my life. And my therapist has helped me realize that it's growing into me as a young adult now to say, how does this affect you as an adult? This is why you haven't been able to reach your full capacity because you're still holding on to something from childhood, from something around the age of eight where your world was yours and then it wasn't anymore. Where you felt like everything was becoming destroyed because at that age, that was the age where you believed it would happen, you yes. believed everything would be good and it was not proving itself to be that for you. So I think it's important that we just learn to... Figure out what the, like my therapist says, she's challenging me to do it. Figure out what that younger you you really needs to release, really needs to let go, really needs to understand. Even with you, Keith, you said, you know, it was a time of um, hiding and and being kept away and, and not really being able to enjoy yourself at the fullest. That could play into a part of the, re, of you know, things that you do now. Oh, you, it definitely You might be, does. you know, kept away and... Oh, yeah really um to yourself you know very personal because of the fear of what people would think if they saw you Mm -hmm. right or if they they knew where you were or they knew what you were doing just them knowing what's going on in your life could Mm -hmm. be um not necessarily scary 
but a lot diff more different than you want it to be or it's something that you're not necessarily ready for yeah i think at eight years old like i feel like at eight i was conditioning myself to avoid being hurt by people so like i became a very like insensitive um, non-emotional numb cold person that like i grew up and was that person like she's Mm -hmm. seen that person like that's the that's what the eight year old turned me into, you know. Seeing like my mom telling me I'm gonna come and get you, never came and got me. Dad, I'm gonna come, never came and got me. So like, I always saw people as temporary. You know, you say one thing, oh whatever, sure. I I see when I believe it, and I expected you to do me bogus, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I treated, I treated I treated people like that. Like I've treated people like that in my adult life, you know. And I think over the last like maybe three years, I feel like I'm just now becoming like who I am, or I'm, who I know I'm supposed to be, like. And I, I feel like I was running from the fact that I was like a very like sensitive person. I'm, I, I'm an empath. I feel, I feel off people's energy. I feel people's energy. So if you're in a bad mood, I'm probably gonna be in a bad mood. You know. So like I didn't know that about myself because I was spending so much time trying to be cold and numb and insensitive that like I was ignoring like the best part of myself. You know. As and that's what my mom just said you know? on the live video she says that everyone should embrace the child you were before the trauma yeah you know because at that at that age of eight nine years old you're really starting to understand like oh man <laughs> like everything that glitters ain't gold like this is really mm-hmm. like life is kind of weird you know i can't just get away with anything anymore things change things change you know so like embracing the who you were embracing like true and, I, and that's one thing i love about children is they really, really know how to just be happy. You know, it's very mm-hmm. hard. To, you never really see a child that's sad before that age, really. You don't really see a kid who's suffering and going, even if they're homeless and dirty or whatever, they're still happy in their Kids. situation because in they're sense. still in the place mm-hmm. of, of pure pure ecstasy, mm-hmm. in, in a sense, you know? I, 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 Jaden Smith said something like a while back ago that was hilarious at first, but when I sat down and thought about it, I'm like, He's on to something. He said, kids are smarter than adults. And a lot of people laughed at that. And I was like, that makes sense. When you're a kid, you aren't conditioned. You aren't You aren't educated on what happiness is. You aren't um, traditionalized into what everything is. You're a kid. You're carefree. I mean, as you go through life, you start to be, you know, um, conditionalized and traditionalized. And uh, all this stuff is forced on you and stuff like that. But as a kid, your mind is as open as it's ever going to be. You know, kids have no... I used to teach kids how to swim. Kids would just jump into 10 feet of water. You got some kids that were scared. Most kids, if they see you in the water, they're going to jump right in. No fear. Adults. Adults have learned that that water is deep. Adults have learned that I can drown. Kids don't know that they can drown. They can die in the water. They just know that it's water and it looks fun. So, like, as an adult, you've, you've been conditioned. You've been um, traditionalized to, to, to feel certain things. Like, it's a see things a certain way. Like, I'm using mm-hmm. religion, for example. You were conditioned to say God. You were conditioned to say Jesus. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I feel like kids are definitely way more open-minded at a certain yeah, age sure. before they start going to school and start reading the books that they're forced to read and stuff like that. So, like, yeah, I, I definitely agree with your mom on, like, getting back to She said true, Brandon. See, look, you're on my mom's good side. That's, mm-hmm. that's good, man. But I think... <laughs> um, I just wanted us to be able to take that and because that's my challenge for the week and I wanted to honestly be the challenge of the people in this room and people who listen in and everything because I really was like going through it earlier like I the tears were just yeah. flowing and flowing and it's not because I 
felt a certain type of way about them these people now but it's like man this is what i've been harboring this is now i really under and then you tell yourself no that's not the problem anymore but then when you get to the root of it it actually still is that problem but it's like where were you before you knew that there that it was a problem you know where were you when you just knew that you were happy and satisfied and what was i happy and satisfied doing wanting to be raven Keith, it was you wanting to be a firefighter. You know, it was you just embracing whatever that was at the time. It was, Mo, it was you, like, being a turn-up queen on the block at seven, eight years old. Like, you had the whole block lit. Go crazy. I'm sure you were the life of the party at yeah, the block I parties, know. you know? Jersey and, dresses. Yeah, you know, going crazy. <laughs> Bar <Bar-ass> and... <laughs> yes. Ice cream truck. Who's baby kids out of these? Right, being Bebe's kids. You know, that like that's where we should really go back because looking at that's a great reference actually. Because yes. Bebe's kids is literally like yeah. they I'm are so wretched, so <laughs> bad, but they are living their best life yes. in the way of a child, a way that a child should live their best life, riding their little bikes and to. dancing mm-hmm. and throwing candy at people or oranges whatever just being kids and i and i really am conscious of that because my niece is i have a niece that is eight right now and i have a niece that is six and i do i just i really i pay attention to that i really am like key in on them expressing themselves i always try to allow them to do that i never try to like harbor them or put my opinion too too much on them because I do want them to be those free thinkers. I do want them to be, you know, the type of kids that will be the leaders. I don't want them to be the kind that will be following after other eight-year-olds or whoever. You know, I want them to feel like, you know, I can believe in myself. I can do this, mm-hmm. you know, and I can, just like you said, Keith, you wanted to be a firefighter. If that's what you really want to do, then you probably felt like, yeah, I'm going to do that. Right. There was nothing that could stop, stop you from, from doing, doing that. that. And I just really, yeah, I really pay attention to that with them. I just try to make sure that you know, they aren't growing up too fast because in this day and time it is, it's just to the point where kids have to be adults and I just want them to stay innocent mm-hmm. for the childhood that they have and be kids and just live in that bliss. That's true. That's that's true. She's my mom said don't walk and being baby's kids, but just walking being great. <laughs> <laughs> and channeling whatever that passion was, whatever was fueling you, find that fuel again. You know, like refuel yourself to grow again into whatever, even if it's not being that ideal, like actress or firefighter or whatever, but just growing in your purpose. And the more you pay attention to it and realize, okay, these are the things that put me into it. Because everybody hates therapy. He's like, oh, therapy makes me think about the things I don't want to think about. But But why? Why? But you need to. You know, you need to Mm -hmm. talk about it and and get frustrated and and see where this inner irritation is coming from, and you you will prove it to yourself. So that was just what I wanted to kind of my eight year old self because like now I'm just like all like I wish I could see like when people are telling me the truth or like I don't know I just like I'm real like I try to be um what's the word I'm looking for Uh, I try to give out the energy I want to receive. And I just, sometimes you live in a world where that's not, you know, not, not happening. But, like, like, I try to be, like, to me, kind people are the strongest people because mm-hmm. in this world it's ugly. You know, you can continually be that person, you know. And you like, can beat yourself yeah. up being kind. And I, I literally have to delete messages that I'll write sometimes because I'm like, why am I feeling like 
things are against me because I'm genuinely a nice person, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it, it makes you question if you should continue being nice or yeah, if you should is. have a cold heart or mm-hmm. be... No, you don't have to become cold to the world. You don't have to change the things that are beautiful about you because another person doesn't understand it. Walk in acceptance, walk in understanding, walk in your eight-year-old happiness. And that's what we are going to end this show with. You can always reach out to us at nittiesknocker.com. You can reach out to us on Instagram. Just type nittiesknocker. Any of our pages will pretty much pop up because we all talk about the show. Mm-hmm. Ms. underscore Mo Betta. Yes. MZ with the Z. You got Just Keith. And you got underscore Damn Can I Live. And, of course, Nitty's Knocker. You got Marie underscore the DJ. And until we talk to you awesome people next week... We are going to end the show out with a little bit of music. And until I talk to y'all again, peace, love, and happiness.